the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Tuesday the 1st, and you are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsh Cavalli. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Freezing, but it is February, so... Hope springs eternal. Exactly. It's less than 40, it's less than 50 days till spring. Yes, definitely less than 50 days till spring, although it always seems that uh, last month and this month seem to be our worst winter months ever, all the time. I feel like it's been like that since as far back as I can remember. Mm -hmm. But you know what's cool? What's that? It's like, it's time to prepare for your Valentine. Oh, yeah. And buy your Valentine candy. And I was even, I was out doing errands yesterday and I found Peeps. My mom, if I sent my mom a box completely filled with just Peeps, she would be over the moon. Uh, same for my mom. And uh, is your mom like mine where she will wait? She won't eat the Peeps until they get stale? No. Have you heard it, that? Have you no. heard that move before? Mm-mm. Apparently it's a pretty normal thing, but I didn't think it was a normal thing when I was a kid. My mom would just leave these things open for like a week and then go after them once they were... I've done it accidentally and it's not bad. <laughs> no, like the, exactly. It adds texture. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to... Yeah, peeps are all kinds of yeah, weird. They're a little weird. But my mom, who's in her eighties, will I'll I'll call her to just make sure she's gotten the package. I already ate them. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, are you are you and uh, your husband big Valentine's Day people? No, not the ceremony, but you can be darn sure he's going to get some chocolate. Oh. I've already been buying him chocolate. Oh, so are, so sweetie. I guess I should have asked not are the two of you Valentine's Day people, <laughs> are you a Valentine's Day I'm, person? I'm a Valentine's giver because I'm already like getting stuff to send to the college right. kids. And, oh, know. yeah. Now, do you decorate the house and stuff for no, Valentine's? Just minimally. Yeah, just a couple know. hearts here and there, yeah. maybe an yeah. angel here and there. I have, I have, if my husband has given me little chocolate hearts, I save the boxes if they're pretty, like from DeFleury's, <laughs> yeah. and I'll use those to decorate. There and then I've got go. like vintage um hankies and there stuff. You go. So, I mean a little bit but not over the top. So. Well, perfect. Yeah, how about you? Um You ready? Well, yeah, and I'm uh I fall firmly into the male category of forgetting that Valentine's Day is a thing until like 3 days before. Right. And, and then kind of rushing around to get something. We're but. running a um station-wide mm-hmm. uh, contest too, so we might make it a little easier for some folks out there, we can't avail. Like I'm looking at the offerings of this great. It, Pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah, I wish you know. It would make it a lot easier. Say, so make it a lot easier for me if mm-hmm. uh, I can't tempted to resign and like you know sign up for this contest. But right. I wouldn't do that anyway because I don't really sign up for a lot of contests. But it's sweet because like it's got a lot of really cool features. Yeah, so. absolutely. 
But yeah, so Valentine's Day is right around the corner for those that might have forgotten. <laughs> might need to uh, start getting some things going. But uh, we had some uh, bi- a good basketball on WPM and WCST last night. Shepherd men's and women's uh, were both taking on Westchester University, the Golden Rams. So it was a Ram versus Rams battle last night at the Butcher Center. Packed house yet again. Uh, and the win- well, the men took home a big win, 70-65, to 65, nice. over one of the better teams in the PSAC. And really, it's, they're neck and neck. Uh, I think fifth and sixth in the uh, standings in the top five, I believe, go to the postseason, like the PSAC tournament and things like that. So um, it was a big game, and uh, Shepard ended up getting a big win, 65-70 to 70, over the Westchester Golden Rams at home last night, which capped off their uh, four straight games in a row at home with one day in between each of those days, which you don't see very often in college basketball. And uh, the Rams take three out of those four, and yeah, Five out of the last six, pretty big. Can't complain about that. Absolutely not, especially after the uh, skid they had right after the holidays, losing five straight. We're not going to talk about that, though. This is is the now. You got to talk about the journey. You got to talk about the now. Okay. Well, anyways, well, now they are winning and playing well, and they <laughs> won 76-5. And the women also took a uh, win as well last night, 82-56 to over Westchester. And we were able to catch up with head coach Jenna Eckleberry during our pregame show to hear what she had to say about the game. Rams Nation. Shepherd basketball is on WEPM and WCST. Joining us here on the pregame show after their 82-56 to win over Westchester, it's Coach Jenna Eckleberry. Coach, another big win, four straight here for the team. Really starting to turn it on down the stretch. What is kind of propelling the team, you know, to this good play? I, I, playing at home four straight days definitely helped. Uh, we're getting back into rhythm. We got all our players back from our, our COVID outbreak. And, you know, we know what's ahead of us and what's at stake for this season. And every game, it feels like a playoff game. We can't drop one, so... Our girls are fired up and determined. Now, the defense and the rebounding has really stepped up here in the last couple of games. It's easy to get a team motivated to go out and score points. That's what everybody wants to do. But how do you get the team ready to get out there and play as hard as they do on both ends of the court? I mean, McLaughlin with eight rebounds tonight, Clayton with ten rebounds. How do you get the team, you know, to focus on both ends as much as they do? Yeah, I think I think they realize that we can't get out and run in transition or score the ball if we don't mm-hmm. we don't rebound or play good defense. And, you know, some of the role players, that's that's their main job. They have to play good defense or they're not going to be out there. And, and on top of that, we've really worked hard with Marley um, with, you know, if she's not shooting well or having a good offensive scoring day, like what is her numbers? Like she has to have some assists. She can't turn the ball over. And she's got to rebound. She's mm-hmm. big enough. She's strong enough. Um, she needs to get in there and rebound. And Megan Shipley has been playing unbelievably diff- good defense and rebounding as well. So. So another big game from Beeman. I feel like that's game in and game out. She has a big one. But today's special as a junior reaching the 1,000-point mark. What makes her so special to be able to hit such a milestone so early in her career? Yeah, and I know she's a junior, but she's technically only a sophomore. Oh, yeah, with the COVID. COVID So she's she's went over 1,000 points in two seasons. So, um, you know, she makes my life a lot easier. But it's (laughs) the efficiency for me. Like, she's 10 for 13. She has eight assists, two turnovers. The ball is constantly on her hand. I'm sorry, in her hands. And uh, she just played 40 minutes or whatever she played against Mm -hmm. one of the best guards in the league. And um, she has the best uh, player on the other team as an assignment, too. So um, it was good to get her a break these last two games. But she's just she's so special to coach because, you know, she's so competitive. 
um, and she can shoot so good. Yeah. Her vision is unbelievable. Yeah, Beeman with 26 tonight, McLaughlin with 23, and Clayton with 15 and 10 rebounds, getting yet another double-double for her. And she also had another big milestone, getting 1,500 uh, points, hitting the 1,500-point mark today. So uh, it seems like you and the team getting behind her really kind of lit that spark to get her going here, especially in these last couple of games. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't be more proud of Sydney Clayton. Like, to be around that girl for five years, she just, like, you walk in the gym and she she just makes you smile. So I'm really proud of her. She's coming out of a funk, but uh, she's back to the old Clayton, and she just now I think is uh, uh, came five, now she's fifth all time in scoring. So she's not done yet. Again, a fifth, or 82 to 56 win over Westchester moves the record to 16 and three, 10 and three in the conference. Coming down to some big games down the stretch, uh, and keep it up, Coach. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, you guys. Yeah. Have a good night. Absolutely. Stick around for more. So that was head coach Dennis Eckleberry talking about their uh, 82-56 win over Westchester University last night. And uh, you heard there in that interview that uh, there were a couple big milestones for a few of the players last night. Abby Beeman uh, getting to getting over the 1,000-point mark in only two seasons, which is wow. incredible to think about that. You're getting 1,000 points in a tough uh, women's basketball conference like the PSAC. And then Sydney Clayton, uh, the fifth-year senior, uh, reaching the 1,500-point milestones. We were able to catch up with them during our halftime show uh, during the men's game last night. New season, same goal. Shepherd basketball is on. 93.7, 1340 WEPM Martinsburg and 93.5, 1010 Berkeley Springs. Welcome back to the Butcher Center here at halftime. 33-32, Rams are leading the Golden Rams, and it's your Captain Benner's halftime show, brought to you by Captain Benner's more than your average tavern like no other in historic Sharpsburg. They offer something for everyone. Check out their live entertainment throughout the month. Enjoy a beer. Try something delicious from their full lunch and dinner menu. Is proud sponsor of Shepherd University Athletics. I'm Jordan Icewinner alongside me, Parker Stone. And joining us here in this Rams halftime show is Sidney Clayton and Abby Beeman coming off two pretty impressive games. Again, a big win uh, earlier today against the Golden Rams. It was an 82 to 56 win. Uh, Abby with 26, Sydney uh, with 15 and 10 rebounds, so another double double for her. But some big milestones. But before we get to talking about those milestones today, uh, what's it been like with this long stretch of games? I'll start with you, Sydney. Uh, all these home games, it has to help a little bit. But has it kind of been kind of tough to keep the motivation throughout these couple of games? Uh, just a little bit, yeah. It's been a bit stressful having three games a week, but we've been able to keep it together. Uh, like you said before, this week of home games really helped, I would say. So, But I'm looking forward to getting back on the road with my team soon. Yeah, and I'm here with uh, not only is she the number one scorer in the PSAC, not only did she score 1,000 points tonight, but she did it as a sophomore. Abby, you scored your 1,000th point tonight early in the fourth. How's it feel to reach that milestone as an underclassman? Uh, first of all, I would just like to give God the glory. If he didn't give me my abilities, my gifts, I wouldn't be able to do anything on the court. But I really had no idea I was close to it until, like, my teammate came up to me and she was like, this next shot's going in. I was like, yeah, I hope so. And then, you know, it ended up being the 1,000. But I think it's just a reflection of the work I put in um, in the off season during the season. I stayed in the gym. And hopefully this is just the first of many milestones. Absolutely. That grind has definitely paid off. Like I said, you're the top scorer in the PSAC conference right now. How does it feel every night when you walk into a gym, everyone has their eyes on you, and they're keeping their eyes on you, and you have ice in your veins no matter what the situation. How does it feel going in that situation like that? I love it. I love competing. I want everyone's best shot every night. So um, they can just keep bringing it. They make me better. makes me a better player. So, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, Sydney was up with, your, uh, with us last week, and she talked with us a little bit about that game and how and Coach Huckleberry was talking about us too 
like how you guys were trying to light Sydney up for that game against Lock Haven this weekend. Coach Eckerberry told us you got with Sydney and you, you guys talked with each other like, hey, we need you big for this weekend. So uh, how's it feel being a big leader on this team? Again, with you only being a sophomore, you're showing leadership at like your fifth-year senior teammates in Sydney Marley. Uh, I think that's an area I really had to grow in. Yeah, Sid, any of these guys. I was so quiet my freshman year. And I'm still not super vocal, but I knew we needed a big game from Sid. I knew we had to get Sid back. Not that she's been playing bad, but I knew we needed a big performance for it, from her. So I just kind of said something to her. I was able to say something to her, but it was up to her to actually go out there and do it. So I give all the credit to Sid. Absolutely, yeah. She came up big for that game. Came up big again today, getting a double-double. And something I always enjoy about your game is that you love getting your teammates involved. What, what feels better to you? I'll ask you this. Did it feel better making a three or assisting for a big basket? What, what do you prefer doing? Um, I'm going to say assisting a big basket because um, it's just important for me to get my teammates involved. If my teammates aren't making shots, my teammates aren't doing stuff, then it makes it my job a little harder. So I'd say yeah, assisting a basket, but it makes it easy when I have uh, the type of players that I do on my team. Yeah, that's awesome. Again, Abby Beeman, I'm going to send it back over to Jordan. He's with Sydney right now. Yeah, so Sydney, well, it's a pretty good answer from your point guard there saying, you know, uh, she'd rather be assisting points instead of scoring the points, and she does a lot of the assists to you. Now, you reached a big milestone today, 1,500 points on your career. What has the journey been like through these five years, especially with the COVID situation last year, uh, getting to this 1,500-point mark? What's that feel like? Um, it feels great. I just feel blessed that I was able to get an extra season with my team because this is the team that I've been with the longest. We've had three years together so we should look like this we should we should be this nice we should be dominating like this but yeah i feel really blessed to be able to even reach this milestone can't believe it again here in the captain betters halftime show halftime here of the men's game 33 32 but we've been speaking with abby beeman and sydney clayton after their big 82 56 win over westchester gets their record to 16 and 3 on the year 10 and 3 in the conference and goes back to back you have to go up to westchester hopefully it's not snowing or too cold up there for the drive uh, but thanks for joining us today and have a good rest of the season that was Abby Beeman and Sydney Clayton after uh, their big win uh, against Westchester last night, 82 to 56, and they had some big games themselves. Of course, uh, Sydney Clayton getting to or over the 1500 point mark on their career, and then Abby Beeman in her short career so far getting over the 1000 point mark. So I think it's pretty safe to say uh, that Abby Beeman well has a pretty good chance to get over that 15, maybe even 2000 point mark if she uh, keeps it up. And she should get well. She's listed as a junior. Uh, but with the COVID year, as you heard uh, Coach uh, Eckleberry say earlier, with that COVID year, she's athletically a sophomore. So okay. she's still got, you know, an extra year to keep racking the points up and keep, uh, you know, leading that team. And it's pretty cool. So it's always fun to talk to them uh, after their game, especially since they always seem to be winning. And I'm sure you're looking forward to covering subsequent seasons with with these ladies. And, yeah. And uh Watching their progress. That's right. And then they're back uh, in action uh, tomorrow at 730, uh, back-to-back against Westchester. This time uh, it's going to be up in Westchester, Pennsylvania. So a nice long trip. We won't have that uh, game here on the air. Our next game on WPM and WCST for Shepherd uh, Basketball will be February 7th at home against Cal PA. And then a big one to mark on your calendar is going to be coming up on Saturday, February the 12th when Kutztown comes to town. Uh, and that Kutztown for the men is one of the best teams in the PSAC top three I believe and uh, hopefully the Rams are going to be picking up a couple of wins before that game to make that even uh, more important and another one to mark on the calendar is the second to last game of the year uh, the last home game of the year February 23rd it's a Wednesday at 7 30 Shippensburg comes to town that's the big rivalry again one of the best teams in the PSAC and hopefully uh, the men's team will be you know still on that upward trajectory trying to get in uh, to the PSAC tournament 
And hopefully the women's team just keeps on doing what they're doing and don't have to worry about that towards the end. So all that will be right here on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. But stick around. we got more Panhandle Live after the break again on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, had a recap of the men's and women's shepherd both double wins last night over the visiting Westchester Golden Rams, and we uh, heard back our conversations with head coach Jenna Eckleberry and uh, the stars from last night getting 1,000 points and 1,500-point uh, mark, respectively, in their career, Abby Beeman and Sydney Clayton. So if you missed any of those, both those interviews are over on our uh, WPM and WCST uh, Panhandle News Network Facebook page. So pretty cool, and it was neat, too, Marsha, during the game because uh, Beeman scored her, well, and so did Clayton, uh, reached their milestone during the game. Oh, wow. So when uh, Abby scored, <laughs> and she said in her interview there, she didn't even know she was close to it until one of her teammates said, hey, this shot's going to go in. And she looked at her and said, uh, yeah, I hope it's going to go in. She didn't realize that that shot going in got her to 1,000 points. Uh, <laughs> but it, pretty cool. And then they stopped the game and, uh, you know, they called a timeout and let her, you know, kind of do her thing. Or well, not do her thing, but let everybody else celebrate Acknowledge her a bit. her, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's really cool. And they did the same thing. They did the same thing for uh, Sydney Clayton as well, which is always pretty neat. But Love the support um, of the hometown crowd and the Absolutely. other athletes uh, for Shepherd Rams. Absolutely. And joining us on the phone, uh, unfortunately, I had to take her during the show, so we didn't get to prep her a little bit, but it's Chase uh, Peck. I hope it's Chase Peck from Peck and Times Farm. How you doing, Chase? It's good. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us this morning. Now, uh, a mutual friend of ours, let me know about uh, your farm and kind of some of the things you're doing. But before we get to your big event coming up, tell us a little bit about Peck and Time. And I also want to ask you why you decided to spell it T-H-Y-M-E, because for, for people like me, it just messes me up all the time trying <laughs> to say time spelled like that. So tell us a little bit about Peck and Time Farms. So we just recently purchased this farm here, um, actually in September. So we're brand new. Um, and we purchased a 20-acre farm with Licking Creek running right behind our farm, so it's beautiful back here. Um, and we kind of had our own little funny farm going on with animals, and as I quickly, you know, got more into livestock and other animals, I saw a huge need for rescue. Um, I had, you know, people knew we were back here, so they just kind of started dropping things, and I saw animals being dumped and neglected, and I just quickly shifted gears and was like, immediately want to start helping. So um, that's where I got into the rescue part. Now, uh, can you let everybody know where you're located? Because you are a little bit outside of the panhandle. <laughs> yes, I'm in Mercesburg, which is right by the Maryland line. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's close. Yeah, close enough. But you got it, Whitetail up there, so right. that helps. Yes. <laughs> isn't it interesting that people knew it's kind of like the friendly, the friendly woman back in the depression, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, here's, here's an animal lover. And yeah. so this is a safe place to, to bring this animal that, that I can't care for. Yes. There was a couple of times we would come home and there would just be an animal on our porch with a cage or a box or whatever. And I was like, okay, here <laughs> we go. <laughs> what kinds of animals were getting dropped on your porch? 
Um, most of the time it was actually bunny rabbits. Bunny rabbits is a huge one that I get calls about all the time. Um, so it was that, and then we had some guinea pigs dropped off as well. Now I'm looking through your Facebook page <laughs> so now cute. and looking at some of the pictures of the animals you have. You have some crazy haired chickens <laughs> at your place, I, it seems. Are those the Polish ones, the Polish roosters? Yes, I do. So Polish and silky chickens was my original thing. Like I wanted to start breeding those and, you know, being able to share them with the um, show community. Um, but I still have some of my personal ones. And, um, they're just, they're just crazy and amazing. I mean, I have some of the most fluffy-headed chickens you'll ever see on my property. Well, I didn't even know that those type of chickens existed until I started looking at it. And I was people, like, what are these? We do farm visits, and a lot of people, when they come, they're just so amazed at these chickens because they've never seen them before. So yeah, so you're not just a rescue. Like you said, you have uh, you know petting zoo, you do tours and things like that. So when the weather, weather starts getting nicer, what are some of the things that you have going on out of pecking times? So we do, um, we have a little trackless train that we bought. I don't know if you saw that on our Facebook page that the kids love to take rides on. Um, we set up at different events. Um, hopefully we're going to do some birthday parties back here, um, as well as the petting zoo. Um, and I've, I've totally shifted towards rescue now. So all of that type of things that we're going to do is just going to be going right back towards the rescue because there's so much you know, different funding and other buildings that I want to put back here so that I can help more. So Now you uh, speak about the rescue, and again, we're speaking with Chase Peck from Peck and Times Farm up in uh, McConnellsburg, uh, PA, and you talk about rescuing, and you have a pretty cool event coming up this weekend, right? Yes, I do. So we're doing a, uh, it's my first ever, it's a little kissing booth that we're doing. So I'm going to bring some animals for photos um, and snuggles, of course, to share with people. Um, and I bought some props and stuff for people to take photos. And then I have some local vendors um, and artisans going to be set up as well. Now, can you let everybody know what times and, again, uh, your location? I just said McConnellsburg, and it's Mercersburg. Yes, it's at... Clevenger's Beer Connection, but that is actually in McCollinsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at 237 Lincoln Way West, and it's February 5th from 11 to 3. Um, and we also have a Facebook um, event created as well that I'm going to start sharing more information. Um, Awesome. So, uh, Chase, I wanted to ask you, because uh, we were just talking about how Valentine's Day, Easter are coming up, and people are very tempted to uh, bless their loved ones with a really adorable baby animal. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> talk about what, you know what you think about that. Well, most of them end up here. I will say that um, there is some people you know that are awesome, that are great pet owners, and they keep their pets for lifelong. But an animal, especially a bunny rabbit, um, is a, quite a long commitment um and if you buy that for your child you have to understand that they will become bored of them unfortunately mm-hmm. um and that's your responsibility now to take care of as your as the child's parent um so i just wish people would do a little bit more research and realize you know this animal is going to live for more than one to two years um, they do need pretty much scooped out and taken care of every day they need attention they need enrichment they need treats um, they need veterinary care, you know, so it's mm-hmm. a, it's a lifelong commitment and they don't have a voice. They can't tell you when they need something and you have to be there and be ready to take on that kind of commitment. So 
Now, did you notice um, uh, a lot of the animals or some of the animals that you were, were getting really when you like the when things started getting going for you? Did you notice that they might have been, you know, pandemic animals? I think is what they're calling pa- pandemic pets type mm-hmm. of things that, you know, people got when nobody was doing anything. And then once things, you know, you were able to start doing stuff, they realized, hey, I want to go out and do these things and not be with this animal that I got. Have you noticed that kind of happening, too? Um, yes, I did. I noticed that that and a lot of people, unfortunately, were losing income as well. So that was another thing. They were they just couldn't afford the veterinary care or the basic needs that the pet needed anymore because, unfortunately, they did lose their jobs due to COVID and stuff like that, um, as well as now people are going back to work. <laughs> so they're realizing that they might not have time for them anymore. So uh, I wanted to ask you this question because, um, you know, I think it probably is a good idea to really think hard about an exotic animal, especially trying to figure out vet care and all mm-hmm. of that. Um, if someone just kind of wants to scratch that itch and visit your farm and maybe give back, do you guys have a donation process just on the regular? Um, yeah, so I I run fundraisers every month um, on my Facebook page, and then we have um, the option, obviously, to send us a check in Peck and Time Farm's name. Um, but we do drop-offs here. Um, I encourage people to come and visit with the animals. We have over 400 animals here. Um, so I love people coming to visit, even if they can't donate monetarily or um, items. I appreciate anyone's time. Um, I have three toddlers myself, so I spend all of my time pretty much outside <laughs> and <laughs> any extra time that I get, you know, I spend with my children, obviously. So if anybody can donate any time to help um, care for these guys, that would be awesome as well. Yeah, we're speaking with Chase Peck from Peck and Times Farm up in Mercersburg, PA. Uh, we have to get to our next break, unfortunately, here in about a minute and a half. But can you let everybody know where they can go to get in touch with you and, of course, where you're located? So I'm in Mercersburg, Pennsylvania, right by the Maryland line. Um, you can get in touch with me on Facebook. It's Peckin Time Farms, and the time is spelled like an herb, so mm-hmm. T-H-Y-M-E. Um, and I also have my phone number listed as well. It's 717-491-4206, or you can just stop by. I'm pretty much here all the time. Um, and I love meeting new people. I love sharing my animals with people, and I just appreciate everyone's support so I can continue doing what I do every day. They're so cute. They are cute. Just look at all these pictures, (laughs) baby goats, baby bunnies. There's Betty White. (laughs) Yeah, Betty White, of course. And the video of uh, one of your goats, I believe, uh, let me try and find it here. Baby pigs, too. Uh, Betty, well, go figure. You said Betty White. Uh, Betty, your goat throwing a fit here in one of these videos is one of the funnier things (laughs) I think I've... Absolutely. She gets very, very pushy when she wants her bottle. Here, let me see it here. I can't see if I can play it here. We can hear sound. her going crazy. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I think it's the, f- fussing. <laughs> She's the, facial, fussing. the facial expressions, I think, are better than anything. Uh, but again, we've been speaking with Chase Peck from Peck and Times Farm uh, up across State Line in Pennsylvania. Thanks for taking some time this morning to chat with us. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks again. Yeah, that Chase Peck from Peck and Ties Farm up in Mercersburg, uh, Pennsylvania. So cool. And it's 
takes a special kind of person to just take in animals, you know? Mm-hmm. 400? I know it's so well, many. Well, I, I know not all of those were rescues or dumps or whatever, but... Right, but still, I mean, 400, I have just one dog, and it seems mm-hmm. like I never have enough time to, you know, spend time with him or get his exercise and do things like that, and I can't imagine having 400, but uh, pretty cool. But yeah, Peckin Times Farm, uh, P-E-C-K-I-N-T-H-Y-M-E. Uh, farms up in Mercersburg, PA. Pretty cool so stuff. Cute. Have an adoption event coming up this weekend on the 5th. Uh, all that information, uh, of course, you can listen back to that uh, interview a little bit later on today on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. But all that information can also be found over at their Facebook, Peckin Times Farm. But stick around. We got more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, uh, well, things are going to start getting pretty busy around here, especially for the news department, huh? Absolutely. So, of course, um, as we discussed with the Secretary of State last week, the deadline was Saturday to file yep. to be a candidate in the primary election in and the great state. And people definitely filed. They definitely filed. It's and it's it's exciting. Um, this is a midterm, so it's considered an off you know off year election. Mm-hmm. But there are some very important uh, races. We may not be able to get to all of these, but I wanted to kind of uh, give a rundown of uh, some of the kind of um, uh, marquee races. We've talked about a few of them. Well, I'll tell you, we got eight minutes. You got eight minutes to our last break. I don't know. I don't know if I just, that sounds like I'm going to be reading a grocery list. Anyway, (laughs) um, as you know, uh, there's been redistricting. So Mm -hmm. now there are single member districts. And um, so your district that you're used to voting in or your delegate that you're used to voting for will have a different number. Um, there have, there've been some, some maneuvering, some changes, people leaving seats and, and others stepping up to, to run. So it'll be a very interesting year in that regard. Um, one of the, the, um, you know, more interesting races will be that state Senate race for the 16th district. John Unger was in that seat for years. Mm -hmm. He is now a magistrate in Berkeley County. And um, right now we have two Republicans hmm. running uh, out of Martinsburg's district for the 16th District Senate uh, seat. That is Jason Barrett and Renee Wibley. Ooh. They're both Republicans. Uh, Jason Barrett, as you may know, was a Democrat, mm-hmm. changed his party fairly recently. <clears throat> and we uh, we kind of thought that maybe um, Hannah Geffert, who's serving right. in that seat, was appointed as a Democrat might throw her hat in the ring, but we talked to her last. Well, we ran that mm-hmm. that yesterday. Uh, interview yesterday, yeah. and she said no. nope. <laughs> so, um, so what we have pretty right much, now, pretty much how she said it too. She's like, right? eh, no. <laughs> so, uh, but I think she's enjoying yes. her time. She's yes. appreciative of yes. her time. Um, but but yeah, maybe maybe no. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because both of these folks running are Republicans. So this is a primary race. Uh, that does not mean that there will not be a Democrat at some point, because my understanding is that the um, the committees can appoint someone to run yeah. in the general election. That that's my understanding. If someone, if I'm not right, someone can correct 
can correct me. In the 15th senatorial district, long time, uh, long serving Senator Charlie Trump appears to be unopposed. Mm. So unless uh, someone else mounts a you know campaign from the Democratic side, it looks like he may hold on to that seat. Hmm. So kind of. I've always because uh, I'm not the most. I guess, politically savvy person in the world. But when you see something like there's only one person going for, you know, the one district and there's only one seat, it's always like, well, I guess they have to be the person. But what if nobody wanted to vote for that person, you know? Well, then what happens? And it it also, I think, speaks to the strength of the committees locally. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in a year that that I've seen the parties really um, motivated on one side or the other. You think about a, a run from someone like Sammy Brown, mm-hmm. very motivated, mm-hmm. put a lot of shoe leather into that race uh, in an effort to defeat Jill Upson, the yeah. the uh, incumbent at that time. Um, sometimes there are very motivated candidates and candidate committees. Um, I'm not seeing as much of that this year. And, and when you look at the whole um, statewide dynamic, the, Conservative Republican Party is at such a super majority. Yeah. It, it's, it's just hard. tough to even for the Democrats to even get a footing. And when you think about people like long serving Senator John Unger leaving to go into magistrate, um, into the magistrate court, and then someone like John Doyle, who mm-hmm. has served um, in, in the uh, legislature for decades, mm-hmm. um, is now running for Jefferson County Commission. So right. he's leaving that, that legislative seat. And you have to wonder if they feel like they just can't get an inroad in. It would certainly see outside looking in. That certainly right. seems like it would be a pretty major reason not to. And I don't want to put words in you know anybody's mouth, but speaking with Hannah Gefford, she didn't say this you know verbatim, but it did kind of feel like it seemed like you know everybody gets along, everybody has a good time, but you know one side definitely has the power over the other mm-hmm. and side. I've I've been around long enough that I you know I was around for the supermajority when the Democratic side uh, was was ruling things in the state, and um, when you look at some of the ideas that are being proposed by the the Democratic minority right now, those ideas would have caught fire oh, yeah. back in the you know seventies eighties, um, and now they're just kind of you know quietly uh, being quashed. <laughs> Um, I was asking uh, Senator Geffert about her idea to have the minimum uh, wage raised in the state. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I said, hey, let's talk about that. And she said, it, it's it's dead. Yeah. Well, that's so it goes. Those are the uh, political tendencies, if you will. At least she said, you know, they did have some conversations. Yeah. She feels like they're, they're cordial being heard. about it. Yeah, they, they, she feels like they're being heard, but mm-hmm. it seems like that might be just about it. Right. And then you see... Um, and I think Metro News has done a good job about um, uh, trying to represent some of the the democratic ideas that are being put forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an um, there were two delegates uh, that were talking about abortion rights, and they they had a press conference yesterday talking about that. Um, it, we had a, a, a delegate Doyle um, talking about um, some issues as well with Evan Hansen, mm-hmm. um, and we've we've been running stories on those. You can read those at Metro News. So. They're, they're getting their voices heard through the media, but do they have much of a say in their body? Doesn't quite seem like it. <clears throat> so, doesn't quite seem like it. But, um, and it doesn't seem like with the people that have filed that that is going to be changing very soon. Well, and, and I think that, I think also that is dependent on, on where they're filing to, because, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the, at the sheets from you have so many pieces of paper so morgan county um i'm looking at their their county clerk no one appears to be running against 
uh, incumbent Kimberly Nichols, uh, Kimberly Johnson Nichols, I mm-hmm. should say, for county clerk. Um, uh, county council, uh, two Republicans. Uh, I might be wrong because I might need to turn my page. Yeah, two Republicans running. Circuit clerk, um, Melanie Shambaugh, unopposed right now. Uh, Board of Education is nonpartisan in mm-hmm. Morgan County, and I'm not sure how many seats are available Four people have put their hats in the ring for that. And then the conservation district supervisor always seems to be one candidate that has been talked into it by, by their friends. I don't know if that's the case in Morgan County, but there is one candidate running for, for conservation district supervisor well we'll keep talking about this we have to get to our last break but we'll keep we'll pick this back up in just a few minutes here on panhandle live on wpm and wcst the panhandle news network welcome back to panhandle live here are your hosts jordan nice warner and marcia kavalik Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, Swingless, Virginia, and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And, of course, I just want to bring this up because I thought it was cool that I saw it yesterday. Mm-hmm. On the, uh, it's the 250th year of Berkeley County, and the 250th commemoration Facebook page is putting up all kinds of cool old pictures, I think, pretty much every day. That's and the one they put up yesterday, which I was unaware that there was a... A car manufacturer here in uh-huh. Martinsburg at one point, and it was the Norwalk Motor Car Company. And this is the coolest looking 1910s, 1920s looking car uh, with the tag, the car of absolute exclusiveness. And it was the, what was it? The Norwalk Undersling, Underslung 6. Six cylinder. Does it say how many were manufactured? Uh-uh, but it sold for three. $3,100. That's pricey. $3,100 for back like, then. Yeah. I, that's about as much as I paid for my car now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's super cool. They've been putting all kinds of cool stuff. They had a Vicky Bullet thing up uh, back on the 11th. They got old pictures of Martinsburg and Berkeley County and things like that. It's super cool. I love oh, local history stuff like that. I hope like they that. put a segment up about our 75th. Like oh. that we, you know, because we've been part of the county. You're you right. Know, hey, 75 we're, years. we're older than the NBA, I found out. <laughs> Yeah, we're a year we're a year older than the NBA. Go so figure. I know we've had Norwalk uh, folks on before years, years, years ago. So I'm going to put a call out. Any historians who want to who have a lock on mm-hmm. the whole Norwalk history and want to come on, car is so cool. Tell us all about it. And if there are any surviving vehicles and where they might be, um, we'd like to have you on Panhandle Live. Absolutely. I hear that there is one uh, on exhibit. Over at the Washington County Rural Heritage Museum in Boonesboro, Maryland. But, uh, yeah, it'd be cool to have that. Have, have one back, you know, in town, back mm-hmm. in the county. That's such a cool look. Those 1910s and 20s cars look so cool. It just how looks like you're, they are, you're ready to go on a parade. Are, or you're ready to go as fast as possible, which is probably, what, like 30, I guess, of probably, those cars back yeah. then. <laughs> it probably felt like 190. Well, the roads were dirt. And, yeah. yeah, but super cool. So if you uh, if you are into local history, this is definitely the year to get into it. And the Berkeley uh, the Berkeley County two fiftieth commemoration Facebook page is putting up all kinds of cool stuff. And have to call Matt Umstead and see. Get it back on. Yeah, I still got to go to the library and check out the exhibit. Maybe there, I'll do that this week. Now since really... I got some free time thanks to basketball beat on the road. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll go check that out. You should. We got stuff about the Apple up there, mm-hmm. too. Uh, that's down on King Street, just down the street from the station. Cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff on there. So check that out. Check that out if you got the time. 
But speaking of time, Marsha, we don't have a ton of time left. I know uh, there were a couple more electoral things you wanted to and go over. And we're going to be talking about this um, in that we've, we've got a few months to talk yeah, about it. We've got a while. We've definitely we, got time. We're going to be talking to some of the candidates as well between now and the primary. But one of the uh, interesting uh, things is the U.S. congressional seat number two. Um, you know, we used to have three. Now we've got two. Yep. And so incumbents Alex Mooney and David McKinley will be squaring off. But other people, including um, Angela Dwyer of Martinsburg, mm-hmm. uh, have thrown their hats in the ring as well. And um, Mike Seckman from West Union, West Virginia. Barry Wendell from Morgantown. Susan Lachoki from Morgantown. And you I didn't get, sound too like, confident in that one. No, <laughs> you sound I like me I doing names. Do not know her personally. <laughs> Rhonda Hercules from Wheeling um, have put their names in in to the contest as well. There you go. It could be any of them. Oh, getting crazy, getting filled up. But so it goes this time of year, or well, this time of season, I guess. So you ready to be nonstop political wall marcha? To wall. Yeah, wall to wall, wall yeah. to wall. Are, are you going to get one of those press hats have, with the, the fedora with a little card in it? I have special election night shirts. No way. Yeah, cornflower blue. That's my like oh. um, lucky election corn night coverage. Cornflower blue. What mm-hmm. is cornflower blue? Just think your quintessential reporter's election night shirt. Ah, I would have called that a lavender, I think. It's more like that, the second row down, the second one over that's cauliflower. Uh, yep. dark cauliflower yeah blue. Mm, that's very pretty or cornflower yeah. cauliflower so. <laughs> <laughs> that's very pretty uh color shirt i'm excited to see you wearing dark cornflower i haven't blue thrown on that thing on day. since the last election i might have to upgrade to an, another well, lucky here's a, here's, election here's a bathing suit a leo yeah, here's <laughs> a unitard yeah so here's a bathing suit for you i'm not gonna be sporting that blue <laughs> Not going to be sporting that at the courthouse. That's not happening. Uh, but anyways, you missed any of the show today. Let's back to it a little bit later on. We were talking about Shepherd men's and women's basketball. If you've missed those interviews, they're over on our WPM and WCST Facebook page as we speak. Also talked to Chase Peck from Peck and Times Farm up in Mercersburg, PA, talking about an adoption event they have going on there. And then we were talking all kinds of politics. So if you've missed any of that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today. But for Marcia Gavallik, I'm Jordan Icewarn. It's been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.